Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So I'll introduce us. We'll be um, good to go there. So, hey everyone, how's it going? I am here with my amazing friend Davide Gucci Nicolucci. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. He has a really cool story. And, uh, you know, and we're here on a seller roundtable extra, and we're going to be just talking about trends because Davide just did like a, such a cool, um, article, like one of the most, um, in-depth articles on 2021 trends. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk entrepreneurship because he has a cool story. Um, he lives in Thailand, you know, it's just like all these great things. I, I we're just going to talk about Thai food and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, he's a DJ. He, uh, you know, he does all kinds of cool things. So um, welcome. And it's so great to have you. Thank you. Wow. That was the most amazing introduction I've, I've had for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I know you're like used to people like reading your bio and it's very, you know, professional. <laughs> yeah, so he is the, the founder and director of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. yeah, my new name is Gucci. I, I just eat Thai food all the day and I, I, I work as a DJ. <laughs> that sounds like a, a pretty cool life, actually. I mean, hey, you know. Well, I, well yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> Well, tell everybody a little bit about you and your story yeah. and how, you know, how you ended up in, in Thailand because you're from yeah. Italy, right? So, yeah, so tell yeah, us yeah. a little bit about your story. Yeah. So let's um, take it from where we left it because we were just having an introduction. Uh, Amy, you told me about, about yourself quickly and it was like, wow, astonishing. I, I heard something, but that was, that was really boom. So about me. Uh, at the meantime, I'm still trying to share the live on my page, but I, I, I'm not able to do that. Maybe, maybe later it will, it will come somehow. So yeah, as I was, as I was, as I was telling, I'm originally from Italy. I actually, when I, let, 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 let's tell the story in a different perspective. When I was 13 with my family, we moved from South North for my parents' job. And uh, when I was at that point, as you know, we have kind of different cultures between South and North of Italy, uh, as in every, in every place, I thought, okay, if I move from the South to the North, why don't, don't I just, you know, look for different, different places. So when I was 21, I moved in Sweden as an exchange student, and then I was working there. Then I moved back to Italy, I got a job, and then I, then I lived for a while in Germany. And uh, I got back to Italy, starting to work as a community manager, social media manager. That's, that's how I started my social media career for one of the uh, uh, biggest competitors of Groupon at that time. And that's where I started learning about digital marketing, you know, affiliate marketing and social media. And then I moved in Barcelona. I lived in Barcelona for two years. Meanwhile, I, I always had passion for music and I, I actually started compose, composing music when I was 16 years old. So I was, I was working as a marketing manager in the daytime and I was working as a DJ in the nighttime. So I normally don't say this story, but because, you know, you think it's cool that I would just say that. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I actually, you know, life in Barcelona was great because I was still working as a community manager. I actually remember that I started as 
uh, as an intern for the same company. And then I became the uh, uh, country manager for, for the social media for that competitor of Groupon. And then, you know, the shocking moment came when the, the country manager of Italy asked me to go back to Italy. And at that time I was 25 and I said, no way that I'm going backwards, no way I'm going back to Italy. So I did something really crazy that I normally don't say, but I quit the job. I got all the money, you know, from the, um, from closing the contract. And I remember I didn't have so much left in my bank account. I had something like 5,000 US dollar equivalent. And I started traveling around the world for six months. So I started from Barcelona and I, and I came back to Barcelona only going one direction. And I was, I was at that time writing a travel blog and I had a team of 20 writers. They were all, you know, yeah, all freelancers, but they were all doing it for free because we believe in the same cause. Um, the name of that blog was Connect the World. I, I had this idea, I, I wanted to connect different people and I was actually, you know, making a, a good, you know, appearance and branding online. We were also on first page for some reviews of local restaurants and stuff like that. But then I had to leave because it didn't pay me enough. It was my first experience as a travel blogger and I was still looking for a different job. So I moved back to Barcelona for a while when I finished my, accomplished my tour around the world in this couple of months, I was broke. I remember I had to survive. Yeah, I had to survive. So were you with... just using, so you were writing this travel blog, yes. um, Connect the World, which Connect I've always wanted to do that too. I've always wondered <laughs> about that. I know so many of us want to like, they wonder yeah. like, are people making money doing that travel blog thing? Um, it's really hard. But so you basically, you had some money, you were working in marketing for a competitor of Groupon in yeah. Barcelona. So you have yeah. amazing experience in marketing, just getting started off in marketing. I always say I have a couple of degrees in business and I always say like, why did I go for marketing? That's what matters. It's, you know, you can create a business, but if you can't sell anything, you're stuck. So, okay. So cool. And then then you start this travel blog. You're not making any money, but you don't care because you're just you're yeah. just living off the passion of it, and yeah. you're living all over the world and just writing and just experiencing life, and you're living off of that little pile of money that you put yeah. off yeah, from yeah, yeah. that from that job. Yeah, right? yeah, I was exactly doing like that. But then I knew that actually. I was on a mission. I had to come back in Barcelona at some point. And it was so funny. I had so many adventures and everything was documented on the blog that, I mean, unfortunately is offline right now. And I lost the blog post because I, I, whatever. And then, I mean, that's really a shame, but it was very interesting. So I came back to Barcelona, my mission was accomplished and I was, I had zero, I had zero in my bank account. I had to find a way to survive and I was looking for a job and I had a okay marketing experience. You know, I had at that time, three or four years of experience in marketing, I actually started doing marketing more than 10 years ago. So now it's already 11 years. Um, and I actually could speak a bunch of languages. At that time, I could speak fluently uh, German, Spanish, Italian, and English. So what happened, I actually fell in love with Thailand. So my ultimate objective was to come to Thailand, but I couldn't find a job there. So that's how I started, you know, spamming on every LinkedIn group. And <laughs> the top five Amazon seller hired me in China, Shenzhen. So that's how I started, you know, being connected with Amazon selling. Sambalitech, 
uh, they hired me. We went through a on and off two weeks of uh, Skype calls. I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to have the call with the marketing team in Shenzhen. Eventually, they sent me the, the visa documents. They, they paid for my flight ticket, and I went there. I, I, I literally changed my life. How, I moved did to China. You, how did you find? So you were spamming LinkedIn groups. <laughs> which i am so like linkedin group linkedin period is so foreign to me i've had to like figure out linkedin and i still don't have it figured out andy is much better at linkedin than i am um and but so you're in these linkedin groups which i think linkedin groups are kind of new right like i don't know no but, no, no? no okay so no. i'm missing out clearly i need to get more connected yeah. so you're spamming these linkedin groups going like Hey, I got these skills, like I'm looking for whatever. And you make this connection with this major, big top five Amazon seller in China, yes. probably very yes. well connected. And what is this position that they're trying to hire you for? So that's a very interesting story. And uh, it pretty much went like this. They, so I actually, uh, yeah, I was, was looking for a job and I, I, I was an avid user of social media already since 2010. So I've been in social media and, and I mean working with social media since 2010. So yeah, LinkedIn groups already accepted by 2013 at least because I, I got the job 2014 and they were much more used than Facebook groups. Why? You know why? Because pages at that time, Facebook pages were much more used pretty much as groups right now because you didn't have to pay so much for advertising. You had much more organic mm. reach so that's the yeah. thing now if you want to have organic reach you just use groups what, what everything everyone is doing so i get this job as a community no sorry i was a assistant manager assistant assistant marketing manager for italy it took me three months to move from assistant manager for italy to global marketing leader three months in china that's the power of china it, it really is <laughs> yeah yes why there are many You're making different... me want to go back to work <laughs> just because you know you think of all of the opportunity to learn that's out there and i have like a really big thirst for learning and you know i'm working with a, a big company in china right now kind of helping them um helping them with their brand and stuff like that and I just see it as such a huge opportunity because even though, you know, I go to China often and, and, you know, but there's just, there's so much, like you said, anytime you're doing something global, there is so much, it's so far beyond what yeah. we can see in our little corner of the world that, you know, it's just an incredible opportunity. So I would go back to work for an opportunity where I could like, you know, really get my hands into a business that would, that I could later grow into something else. Right. So anyway, yeah. please continue. So you got global yeah. marketing manager. Yeah. And you know, culture, working culture in China is very, very different from our, you know, Western working culture in Europe or in the U S uh, I would say you guys in the U S have more meritocracy we in europe are a little bit i would say a little bit more stagnant let's let you know pass me this term it's okay but in china they're like kicking your ass you have to go otherwise you're out and they have absolutely no problem in doing internal internal conflicts to choose who's the best so they pretty much hire me uh, for a very for a much lower you know job that i could do and my boss at that time, she didn't even have a marketing degree. She, she couldn't even do anything because they just, they just needed to fill the gap at that point. So I was 
the best option in between all the different country managers at that time and they just put me on top of them but the interesting thing is that i worked uh for one year with this company that owns uh some of the best brands on amazon today for example Tautronics and raf power yes I've, I've been developing their business and they were the main competitor of anchor that is number one on amazon we could yes, say yes anchor's huge and uh the next year i i got a job offered by one of their competitors they just gave me a piece of paper and they say okay write down what do you want and they they hired me as a marketing director and i was managing five teams something like 35 people i was 28 that would never happen in europe in italy to a guy like me yes so that, that was wow. crazy <laughs> yeah um, and I, I started learning more and more about, you know, not only Chinese culture, but also about Amazon marketing. And then because- So were you living in China at that point yeah, then? I was okay, still so you moved China. from, so you Barcelona. stayed in Italy at first because you were the Italy marketing manager. Then you moved to China to be over a global market. And you got another job as a director position yeah. and so you're still in china got it okay yeah. i'm following <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i stayed two years in china the first year with this one seller where i was marketing leader and the second year I was marketing director managing five teams and i learned a lot of things about amazon marketing coming from a seo and social media background so I put all of them together, but the most important thing that really pushed me to open my own Amazon consulting business was the business and entrepreneurial mindset of Chinese people. They, when they feel they can do something, they just go. It doesn't matter if they are 21, 24 or 40, it doesn't really matter. And we know this, but this is pretty much what I felt that I had to tell to the world because I, I love to express my feelings. And that's how I came with this article that started to give me a little bit of you know presence online and people started to share my in my blogs it it's called the secrets behind the chinese amazon sellers as revealed by insiders that's my article it's something around ten thousand words so if you think that that article of 2021 was detailed this is even more i spent something oh, like three I months i still want to yeah. get into that man yeah. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> yes we have yeah. so much we need like five more sessions because we're gonna pick <laughs> everything out of your but you know you, you know what i mean you, you're probably kidding but i had three sessions with danny mcmillan at seller session because <laughs> our in, our interview was so long that he had to split the the entire episode into three <laughs> yes yes i think the name of this episode i think it was released in 2018 uh, right after i published the blog or 2016 can't remember probably 2018 uh how chinese sellers are winning the race or winning the game and it, we, it was me and him going through you know my whole article because i wrote something like 12 points and we were discussing three or four per time so i talk about chinese culture uh black hat Amazon marketing, how Amazon is growing, why for Western companies it's so hard to get into China, but China can, you know, get into the West and sell every product they want, you know, suppliers, uh, relationship and, you know, networking and uh, entrepreneurial mindset, this kind of thing. It was very, very interesting. It was, I remember I had 20,000 visits organic to that blog post in the first month. And then that's where I started getting traction with my agency. Um, so, yeah. Um, Actually, I opened my agency in Hong Kong because after the first two years in China, one seller, another seller, I say, okay, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. 
I moved to Hong Kong again with all the little savings that I had. And yeah, I just opened my, my agency, my Amazon a consulting agency. And I was, let's say, lucky as a startup at that time because Hong Kong is super expensive. Is the, I mean, there was no Amazon agency in Hong Kong because it's too mm -hmm. expensive. All of them would be either in the US, either in China because China is much cheaper. I was the yeah. only one, the first one in Hong Kong. And uh, that, that actually was a big benefit for me because I was the first scammer. So positioning myself as Amazon agency. I love Hong Kong. Hong Kong. It's such yeah, a, it's, it's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really cool. I mean- So what year was it when you started your agency in Hong Kong? It was 2017, 2017, because I arrived in China in almost end of 2014. I stayed there for two years. I moved back in Italy for a couple of months. Uh, had to take care of my mom. She was sick at that moment. I left the job end of 2016 and I moved in Hong Kong January 2017. I opened my company and then I went through all the you know processes of opening a bank account and started doing business. The good thing actually that really helped me to kick off and kick, you know, start my business without suffering of being a startup. I actually had a very good cash flow because at that moment I already had a very well, a very good paying client that was Aoki. So Aoki is also one of the top, I think top 10 or top whatever is on the top of Amazon sellers from China. They currently own, I don't know how many brands. Uh, they've been doing a great job. I, I started off with them as a consultant. And then uh, I remember I was going to their office. I was explaining them PPC and listing optimization and marketing and branding and all this good stuff. And then we started getting more and more projects as translation, social media, influencer marketing. We had a very good relationship with, uh, with, uh, with Aoki uh, almost for two years and we were still in touch. So that, that was really the first client that allowed me to have a cash flow to invest more, hiring more team members. And then, you know, from there, it just, it just went on. But the most important thing was for me to realize that actually there was a specific need from my target audience regard to when it comes to knowing what was going on in China. I was getting a lot of emails by European sellers or American sellers. They were actually looking for agencies in China or agency who were working with Chinese sellers, but all of the agencies were from, from China. So I know was at that point, one of the very few Western working with Chinese, that was my competitive advantage. It was what really you know made me stand out at that point. And I remember one of my then, uh, German clients, they invited me to Berlin, having a coffee with them. It was supposed to be for one hour. It turned out to be five hour meeting in their, in their office where they were just asking me about Chinese sellers. What I did, I signed all of their questions that I was responding, you know, talking with them. And I came back to my place and then I started writing this blog post, the secrets behind, you know, success of Chinese Amazon seller. Definitely we can share the link later. It's still on my yeah, blog. Yeah, I would love, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find it. I'll share it in there. That's, that's so, that is so cool. I'm so glad that we, you know, we were talking before we went live and we were just going back and forth and, and I was like, wait, let's go live. I want to hear this. <laughs> For the first time, because it's never better, like the second time when you explain it, it's always good, like the first time. So, okay. So, oh my gosh, you have so much experience that, you know, we could literally have a, 
a session alone about just social media marketing, we could have, you know, so you have helped a lot of Amazon sellers from many different countries, not only working for them in China on the ground, understanding the inner workings of that, but then also with your own agency, I'm sure, you know, like me with an agency with Amazing at Home, it's like when you work with so many different sellers and so many different product lines, you gain this yeah. just breadth of experience that you could yeah. never gain on your own. And it's just, yeah. it, you, you run into like, every time I think I've like heard of everything or I've run into every possible situation, it's like, whoa, that's one I haven't heard before. Okay, let's figure this out, right? So I, I love that. I mean, you have so much experience to offer us. So now, so wait, 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 we didn't cover, how did you, what made you move to Thailand then? So you're in Hong Kong, oh. you started your agency. So how did you move to Thailand? You loved yeah. Thailand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my ultimate goal was to live here. And uh, I, I had this dream when I was traveling the world, you know, in 2014, because I love, you know, Buddhist culture. I was going to temples, you know, when my first time in Thailand, I pretty much never went to parties, even though I, I have always been a party animal, but I love the culture. So, so um, I, I like China. I loved Hong Kong, but I, I really fell in love too much for Thailand, even more. And uh, so I, I lived in Hong Kong for three years. And uh, because the business was going very well, I mean, before you share with me some of your achievements and, you know, also me, I had this kind of numbers that, that yeah. you share with me and I decided, okay, it's time for me to do investment. I, mm. I bought the house where I'm living right now. Uh, I paid in cash and I, I, I wanted to, to have it, you know, near the beach. And I, I've been traveling around Asia looking for the perfect place. And then I, I found it here. So, <laughs> so you got a, a house, right? Can you tell us how much does a decent house on the beach a, cost in Thailand? 200K. I'm moving next week. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I've made up my mind. My kids are going to you know, yeah. be homeschooled from now on. I'll see you it's next a, week. It's, so it's, it's a condo. <laughs> it's a, it's a one-bedroom apartment. It's around 42 square meters. And, uh, you know, I'm also getting into this real estate investment. I've been using it as Airbnb investment, and I was making good profit. Oh, uh, cool. with, the, with, with the plan that I made, I would have paid back within nine years. Wow. The, the full of my yes so you know because i love to talk about investment i'm also doing investment in bitcoin and you know stock exchange and this kind of thing real estate of course i'm already thinking about getting my second piece of real estate right now it's um you know i think that we entrepreneurs we, we think like this you never stop mm -hmm. thinking about yeah, and money that's the thing, like you start when you finally start getting past the point where you know initially when you become an entrepreneur you're scared of everything and it's like everything is this like in-depth leap Right. It's like, oh my gosh, another leap, another leap, another leap. You know, in my mastermind group, we're always talking about fear, 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 because it's fear is such a real thing for an entrepreneur. Yeah. But then after a while, you realize you're like, okay, this is a process. I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> I'm going to feel the fear. I'm going to face the fear. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to jump Smash with confidence yeah. because I know I can do it. But then you get to this point where you are making really good money. And you're like, okay, if you're a cheapskate like me, 
<laughs> my kids, my kids were making fun of me yesterday because I was like, I am such a cheapskate. And they're like, mom, no, you're not. You spend money on things like vacations and stuff. Um, but you know, I, I, but I'll wear shoes with holes in them and be like, oh, I guess I should go get a new pair of shoes. You know, I'm just, those kind of things just really aren't important to me, material kind of thing. But, but when you I, come into that money, then you want to be responsible with it, right? You don't exactly, just want to like exactly. squander it. So I've been also studying real estate. And the reason I haven't taken a leap in real estate is because I want to study it more. I want to protect, mm, just mm. like the richest man in Babylon teaches us, you need to protect small amounts of money first and figure out how to make that go, you know, and then you can invest larger amounts once you get to know. So yeah, I've been looking at so many different um, investment opportunities now. And for me, I think that I'm really good with business. I can turn around a business. I can make a lot of money in business very, very quickly. Um, so for me, my investments are usually in business, but I also have some Bitcoin. <laughs> I bought it on a whim. I'm not mad that I bought it on a whim, right? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's. I mean, I'm with you. Like there comes a point where you you're successful and you're like, okay, but I have this little egg here and it's just sitting here it's not gaining money exactly exactly doing anything so do you feel that pressure often where you're like okay i need to do something with this yeah well you know for me it would be better to keep it there than for example wasting it buying something that i don't need you know yeah. we always go there trying to impress someone that doesn't give a shit about us you know that's the <laughs> yeah. thing and that's and that's exactly what we said before the the objective is to look poor like you don't care what <laughs> other things about you if you if you try so hard to impress the others you want to look rich but you're broke and you you know you you end up your your month with zero in your bank account then you really have problems i would like to suggest actually a youtube channel that i'm following it doesn't have nothing to do with amazon but it's very it gives a lot of inspiration when it comes to managing your uh, your own funds and of course people like you and me we know it already but it's called minority mindset it's this super funny guy uh, he's american but i think his culture is from somewhere that i don't know he's got a very nice hat and he gives amazing tips on how to manage your your funds even starting from 1000 US dollar, you know, I mean, you and me, we will laugh about that. But for, for the normal people, it's, 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 it's a fact. And I was reading yeah. something somewhere a couple of months ago. I don't know which percentage of Americans like 60 or 70% don't have $1,000 in savings. Mm -hmm. And yeah. during times like COVID, this is terrible. Yes. Yeah. Because you're one paycheck away from losing your home, losing everything. Losing your job. And yeah. yeah. And for me, like when I took the leap to become a full-time entrepreneur and I left my six figure, very high paying job to take this leap and I'm, you know, living in this, keeping up with the Joneses house and all that kind of stuff. I, it was a whole mindset shift, but not only that, you know, I, what kept me going is I had about six months in savings of any of bills, anything so that all I could, all I needed to do is focus on my business. And I didn't yeah. need to worry about, oh my gosh, if I don't have the money for that mortgage, if I don't have the money for, to pay the light bill, you know? So I, I think financial management is such a core skill for people to have, you know, so many people come to me in private label and they're like, okay, I need money. And I'm like, okay, yeah. go do retail arbitrage. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not, this is not a, trade your time for money business, it is a, I'm building something here and it's going to be nice later. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. 
Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.